0: ...using the same methods they use to grab passwords. In another case, reported by Symbolic Software founder Nadeem Kobiissi, a maliciously registered device let attackers break through a target's two-factor protection even after the system had been reset. Not all 2 factors created equal. Here's a rundown of which varieties are better, and which should be avoided altogether. Best. The most secure form of two-factor is a hardware token. The most popular is the YubiKey, which works for Google, Facebook, and a bunch of other major services. Thanks to the FIDO spec, it can't be spoofed even if you stick it in the wrong computer. Good enough. If you don't want to shell out for a security key, your best bet is a dedicated app like Authy or Google Authenticator. They can sometimes have account reset issues, but they're an easy way to get most of the protection Two Factor has to offer. Avoid SMS has been at the center of a lot of Two Factor hacks most recently as a way to hijack Telegram accounts in Iran. High security accounts are already moving away from it, but a frightening number of services still keep it as an option, giving anyone who compromises your carrier account an easy way in. In most cases, the problem isn't Two-Factor itself, but everything around it. If you can break through anything next to that Two-Factor login, whether it's the account recovery process, trusted devices, or the underlying carrier account, then you're home free. Two-Factor's trickiest weak point? Wireless carriers. If you can compromise the AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile account that supports a person's phone number, you can usually hijack any call or text that's sent to them. For mobile apps like Signal, which are tied entirely to a given phone number, it can be enough to hijack the entire account. At the same time, carriers have been among the slowest to adopt two-factor, with the most preferring easily bypassed pins or even flimsier security questions. With two networks controlling the bulk of the market, there's been little incentive to compete on security. At the same time, it's proven difficult to kill off particular types of two-factor even after they're shown to be insecure. The National Institute of Standards and Technology quietly withdrew support for SMS-based two-factor in August, pointing to the risk of interception or spoofing, but tech companies have been slow to respond. If anything, services are relying more on SMS as Twitter and PayPal look to tie accounts more closely to phone numbers. It's less secure, but easier to use. As long as it's two-factor, few account holders know the difference. We've seen a checkbox approach, says Mark Boroditsky, who builds two-factor systems for third-party companies at Twilio, saying, now we have two-factor authentication, so we're okay. Move on. The rush to check that box has led to usability problems, as well as security problems. Boroditsky points to Apple's iCloud system, which came under fire after easily guessed account recovery questions enabled the mass theft of nude photos in 2014. Meanwhile, under a recent Apple policy, losing your recovery key and forgetting your password was enough to permanently lock a user out of their Apple ID account, something that caused real problems for some users. In some ways, the two problems feed into each other, with publicized hacks inspiring tighter and harder-to-use policies that drive more users back to standard logins, thus inspiring more hacks. Look at how complicated and messy it is for, say, Apple, Borditsky says. If they don't take a much more comprehensive approach, they end up becoming responsible for downstream consequences. Apple did not respond to our request for comment. Google is one of the few services that lets you actively disallow weaker tokens like SMS, although it's only available for G Suite Enterprise customers. Under that system, an admin can set the two-factor policy for their whole organization, banning insecure tokens or forcing all the users on a given domain to use a specific login method. But that only works when there's an administrator to set policies and talk users through any resulting problems. It's not clear how you make a policy like that work for the billion people using standard Gmail. And so far, Google hasn't been eager to try it out. One of the truths we found is that people won't accept more security than they think they need, says Mark Rischer, who manages Google's identity systems, including two-factor products. As a large-scale consumer Internet provider, we want to find that right balance. None of this means two-factor is pointless, but it isn't the silver bullet it seemed to be in 2012. Adding an authentication code hardens the login page, but smart attackers will just find another angle of approach, whether it's a carrier account, a pre-registered device, or just a customer service department that's a little too eager to reset the password. Those weak points are the real measure of how secure an account is, but they're impossible to spot from the outside. The result is that, if you're looking for the chat app that's hardest to hijack, It's hard for even sophisticated users to know what to look for. As the industry moves beyond two-factor, security is only getting harder to size up. The new focus is on threat detection, drawing on dozens of ambient signals like device fingerprinting and on-page behavior to determine whether a given login warrants extra scrutiny. A suspicious enough string of logins might trigger an account.